Welcome to Sashin. And we come together and we co-create this situation that is pregnant with possibility. Each of us facing this unknown this unknown expanse all the elements of session on the outer level the container the guidelines the monastery grounds teachings and then the heart and the energy the aspiration the wisdom that each of us brings creates a vessel where deep spiritual work can happen. And the session vessel is is not just one thing. It's a place of tenderizing the heart through directly meeting our suffering and meeting that suffering with tenderness. And therefore, session vessel is a place where we cultivate or delivered into humility. We're brought back to the bare bones of our existence. And with the degree of self-honesty this engenders, we are grounded. Session is an opportunity to open to sight beyond our ordinary self. Session is a time of deep embodiment. Letting awareness soak through, permeate through, just like sweat soaks through a garment so that our walking, our sitting, our eating, our lying down is awake from toe to head. Session is pregnant with the possibility for intimacy with the universe, beginning with this body, And when this body is really soaked through, there's possibility to recognize, to open to the larger body, which is just as much self as anything we think or feel. We open to the silence together, the truest teaching, the space between the words after the breath, all around, inside and out. We open to lineage. In ways that we may be able to see, in ways we can't grasp, we connect to 
the shared heart of all those who have given their lives to this mystery. We're creating together a place to touch, to taste, to experience, even beyond experience, truth beyond concept. Truth beyond gossip, beyond political party, truth beyond social fashion, truth beyond debate, truth not the opposite of something that can be untrue, and not somebody else's truth. Sashin, we create together a place where gratitude, that most vital, and maybe you could even say thirsted for human sensibility, well, we can let that nectar touch our tongues again. How is it that we walk in this impossible universe without gratitude? And so therefore, Seshin is a place where all that obstructs gratitude can be, and if we sincerely engage, will be cooked off. And regardless of how our minds grasp at what we want from the Dharma, the naked taste of life itself, moistened by the naked taste of life itself. <clears throat> and it may be skillful to acknowledge some of the parts that may journey into session with us often triggered by fear of discomfort. Carl Jung said, the great passion of humankind is laziness. We can acknowledge there's a part of us that would rather not make anything but the most minimal efforts to avoid discomfort. And this will not be sufficient to open ourselves to the deep heart. But we have a lazy part, and we have a doubtful and a worried part, a part that practices trustless thinking. Catch that in action. Trustless thinking. The universe has a random place, one's life as some kind of mistake. And especially when we encounter discomfort, this doubtful or worried part appears, or so it seems, from fear of discomfort or discomfort itself, our judgy parts arise with their basically hollow 
ranking of self and other, good and bad, which have nothing to do with, but they're there, so it seems. And so we don't need to, nor can we keep these different parts, you could call them strategies or attitudes, from seeming to arise, but we also don't have to engage them too much or believe in their existence. That's a practice in itself, not to believe in the existence of anything that arises. You have a moment of experience and that's enough. On the other hand, see what happens when you embrace with a warm recognition these arisings. And so that compassion is folded into wisdom as you practice. Self is occurrence and not substance. That's the Dharma. that we're freed by, that frees us. Self is occurrence, not substance, just like the sound of a bird is occurrence and not substance. A feeling is occurrence and not substance. Occurrence, not substance, painted by mind. Many of us have a deep curiosity about ourselves or we are faced with a dilemma catalyzed by a situation or a relationship, sickness, an event that is calling us to look closer at who we are on a psychological level. But to be clear, you empower your spiritual life to not think that Zen practice is about fascination on a psychological level with yourself. It's nothing like sitting down and trying to understand who you are based on what you've done or what you will be. In a sense, what I want to encourage is you appreciate your zazen as a time for touching into, opening to the deep nature of the universe, the deep nature of reality that is this body and mind, but the content is not to be fascinated by. We want to touch what this being arises from rather than why it does X, Y, or Z.
Zen practice is an immersion in the nature of being and beyond being. And this is all okay because character work happens without needing to aim to be a better person. The basis of faith in the Mahayana is Buddha nature. That is, when we are not investing in the occurrence of identity as something ultimately real, beauty shines forth from us, spontaneity shines forth, genuineness shines forth, what we mean by love shines forth, generosity, all of those things are actually hindered by fascination with ourselves. There's definitely a place and a time and a deep value for psychological work. But let Zen practice be Zen practice. By putting aside that fascination, we are embodying the person that meets the moment. moment by moment, embodying the person that meets the moment. This is an open invitation. We're embodying the moment that doesn't need you and I to be a person with any particular narrative. Presence is enough. All that is good and beautiful and rich about human being does not need our opinions whatsoever. And we could say they too are in some way a strange flower that's part of the mix. But what remains when we let that flower be trimmed. So there's different strategies and ways of being live in us, and together we support each other in feeding and embodying the sincere practitioner within us without needing to deny or pretend that we're not multidimensional, that we're not living contradictions. I certainly am. Session is a time when we are embodying the sincere practitioner. But that's not a dogma. That itself is a question. What is sincerity in practice? At the end of the day, or the end of the evening of session, or the end of a lifetime, we will be the only people who know whether we fully stepped into our spiritual longing, whether we engaged or not.
Sincerity doesn't mean trying hard, although it may very well mean robust, zesty, nothing held back effort. In fact, for most people, it does mean that. Sincerity is not necessarily seriousness. Seriousness can actually harden and fixate the sense of identity. You can feel that you sit down on the cushion sometimes, and if you bring seriousness in distinction to sincerity, you actually are tighter. Your breath is stifled. Your awareness is less expansive, more bounded. So the art of uh, sincerity without a self that's doing it seriously And this word self doesn't point to anything whatsoever. And each of us can verify that. So we're living this question of of sincerity. And method is that with which we fill our sincerity. The way we cannot be sincere about chewing over our life dilemmas and therefore not fully doing session is we pour our sincerity into method. Method is the shape of refuge. Whether that's a koan or a breath or a blade going through a cucumber. Method is the shape of refuge. And it may be helpful to say some things about method because it's easier than we might believe to be confused about meditation. Is that a problem? Probably not. Could it be helpful to clarify our understanding about method? Maybe. So let's say method, from following the breath to sitting in open awareness, let's say it has at least these aims. First of all, nowness. Nowness. We could say concentration, but we don't need to bring in the idea that there's some beam leaving our mind touching something out there. Nowness, concentration, is not mental merely. Nowness is sincerity. When we are engaging zazen presence, you are engaging your body from pinky toe to head top, all of your energy. It's being here 100%. And this may be something that we develop over time. We slowly slowly and gradually get soaked through with presence. And it may be something that in each moment 
or in one moment at a time, we are fully engaged. We don't need subject and object for that. We're fully engaged. Nowness. And when we practice nowness, we find that the mind becomes more simple because we're not lingering in the echoes of what happened. We're not projecting what might happen. And so a moment of nowness is, I believe you will find an immediate relief from suffering, at least at some level, because human beings make suffering with regret and worry continually. Nobody is doing that to us. Even rich people with armed guards who have all the security in the world, are full of worry and regret. We can't reduce our practice to nowness, which is fashionable, but it's a key element. Vitality, fold your zest into it. It's a passionate Again, not striving, not trying to get somewhere. It's a a vital activity. And method has the aim of embodiment. Speaking at least for Zen practice, it's a whole body endeavor. We are not retracting into some kind of observer state where we look out at the world and down at our bodies with dispassion. This is not Zen practice. Again, your feet are doing Zazen, your butt is doing Zazen, your hands are doing Zazen as much as some sense of the head. And so that may, again, be a gradual thing that we work with. And that work is beautiful work. If we find that we can put the brambles of trauma aside for now, if we find that we can't yet fully embody our bodies, To cultivate, to incline in that way is a profound gift to oneself. This body is the foundation of our universe. And it's not separate from mind. So nowness, embodiment. You could see that these are just different ways of appreciating what is truly a a holistic and integrated practice. The next element is non-discrimination. We call call it seamlessness. This means we begin to notice how the mind dices the moment into parts. 
the discriminating mind. But awareness is without seams. The body is one. The mind and body are one. The mind, the body, and the environment are one. Inside and outside are one. If there is a sense of division, that is being made by discriminating mind. And so we start with the whole body. If you have as a practice you're settled in body scan, that's a little bit different. And as I said to the residents earlier, I don't want to discourage you from doing a practice that you have confidence in. But aside from that, we're working with partlessness. On the level of awareness, there is simply awareness. That's the direct experience of the body. So we let go of judging, which is a deep art because it's a deep habit. We more and more allow the moment to be a, a an integrated we let the moment be an integrated non-discrimination along this with this we naturally but we can spark this as an intention we see flux This seamless body of nowness is not some inert, dead thing. It's a vibrant, energetic, unstatic happening. vibrant. That vibrancy, that vibrancy feeds, that vibrancy nourishes in itself the bare fact of life. So nowness, embodiment, seamlessness or non-discrimination, not dicing the moment into parts, seeing flux, these create a window for edging into mystery. There are some dharmas that cannot be practiced. The Sangha here has been doing mountain practice, sitting like a mountain. And there are different levels to appreciate this. On one level, we want to embody the steadiness of mountain, the firmness, the unification of our vitality and our intention is firm. So we have a mountain-like presence. And that steadiness is an equanimity. 
a mountain weathers whatever comes it, its way with a kind of grace. Mountain is dignified. Mountain is one piece. Mountain is seamless. Mountain is alive. It's human prejudice that looks out and says, well, that's a, just a big stone, actually, with some soil on top. Mountain is not inert. Mountain is awake. Mountain is alive, like everything. So at the outer level, just to work with mountain as a spirit with which you engage the practice. It's beautiful. You may find that to feel yourself as mountain or even to forget yourself into the image of mountain, which is in the spirit of koan work, forget yourself into the image and frankly into the reality of mountain. We take a vacation from ourselves into this mountain-like Sazen. Seshin brings us right up against the ways we make suffering. And even the strategies we have to avoid suffering are part of making suffering. So some difficulty is not avoidable. Yet let excessive difficulty be a clue that grasping is active. And look at that straight on. Verify for yourself that to be in opposition to your life is an unnecessary burden. Easy to say, not so easy to realize. And yet if that's the koan that presents itself, we look at that straight on. Session brings us up right up against the ways we make suffering. In other words, session is a time to clarify the Buddha's primal teaching. Dukkha exists. It's not ultimate, it's being practiced, it's made. There is a way to stop making it. And yet no strategy is necessary and no formulas will work. No formula will work. So all we can do is be sincere and keep opening to what is that now? 
And what is that now? And what is that now? And what is that now? It's a living responding. And actually, each of us as Buddha nature has all the wisdom necessary to navigate with a deep freedom. We're not actually foolish and we're not actually stuck. So sincerity, we will taste this living responding. There isn't a fixed self. All there is is, if we could say there is, is living responding. So I so for so look forward to just stepping into this beautiful darkness together to encounter life, to encounter the essence of being at this most honest, this most naked, this most vibrant level. There is nothing else quite like it. So may we and all beings realize and express the deep, true, uncontainable wisdom of Dharma. It's a good thing. So please practice sincerely. <laughs>